This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Merry Christmas! Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Chris. No! God, please, no! No! I know. I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Indeed. Good evening. Ho fucking ho. That's all I can say. I bought this before Christmas. Oh dear, did I think it was going to be needed as much as it was on Boxing Day. What the fuck was that? We had... I'm going to take it off because after 10 minutes it starts itching. 
Ah, there we go. It's, it's either the it's either the hat or VD. I'm not sure which, to be honest with you. But anyway, I um <laughs> I did the watch along, as you know, on Boxing Day because you guys wanted it, uh, and uh, ah, yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't. I mean, it was up there with Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton. I mean, the game was over after a minute. And it was oh, it was oh fucking dear as well. I've, I'd run out of talking of spirit, just in case you think that's lemonade. That's pure gin. Let me just say that's what Leicester has driven me to. But look, we've got we have got some Leicester fans in. We've got a Newcastle fan in. Well, try and be magnanimous with them, eh? Uh, he's one of the few Newcastle fans who's still talking to me. Uh, Scott is in. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good day. Welcome along. Uh, can we push the reset button or have Vardy back? In a uh, cast of his wrist, Vardy. I didn't even know he'd come on. I hadn't seen it come up on the screen. But people who were there tell me different, and uh, we'll, we'll see that later. And as Scott says, there, please hit the like button and subscribe um, to the channel, and subscribe to all these guys' channels who are in in the, in the link below. You thought it was gin. I can't even talk now. Marcus is he's a bit of a Geordie. Uh, at least you're drinking good. And uh, and Jordy, yeah, you're still talking to me, mate. You know, you know it was tongue in cheek. Well, let's get the guys in, um, and we we'll, <laughs> we can get this over as quick as we can. Uh, first of all, he's literally he's just passed over the nineteen subscriptions. We need to get him to that thousand pounds, thousand pounds, thousand followers, so he can get monetized. Let's welcome him in from the final whistle. It is Jack. Good evening, sir. How are you? Yes, Chris, I'm fine. Um, had a great Christmas until Leicester City turned up at the door. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't the um, boxing day we expected. We expected joy and fun at the King Power. Instead, we got misery in Newcastle, stuffing us like a turkey. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, look, new channel, like I said, you've done really well to get to 900. Well done. We need to get you to Thank that you. thousand. Um, where it. can people find you? Your links are in the chat below on YouTube, but where, where, just give a shout out to where people can find you. Uh, people can find me at the final whistle on YouTube. Um, we do match previews, match reviews, Premier League predictions, match day vlogs, and yeah, all things football. So if you enjoy your football and you have a football craving, then I'm the channel for you. So come in, check me out. Subscribe to my channel. Um, let's get to 1,000. Really appreciate all the support so far since starting up um, just over five months ago. So, yeah, if you can, please go and check out my channel. It'd be really much appreciated. But, yeah, go and find me at the final whistle. Will do. Nate says, I went to get a coffee when the game started and it was over by the time I got back. Um, well, you went up one of those posh coffee <laughs> machines. And Matt is back in as well. Good evening, sir. Um, not only did Jack have to put up with going, I mean, I, I wasn't there. At least at the end of the game, I could go straight into the kitchen, open the fridge and get a, get a, a can of beer out. These guys actually had to sit through it. Not only Jack, but you know this guy. Welcoming back, Neil from Beyond the 90. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Just to clear it up, I wasn't at the game. I watched it at home with Amazon Prime. Um, oh, did you? Sorry, I, thought, I, I thought you got a season ticket. I thought you'd gone, mate. <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm, I don't have a season ticket as of yet. Hopefully, when the New York Stadium expansion, I'll get one. But, oh, right, yeah, I've been going right. for years. Never thought I needed one. 
Genuinely, when I was growing up, went to uni, won the league, came back, and I can't get a bloody season ticket. <laughs> I tell you what, I think you might have no problems getting one after that performance. <laughs> <laughs> where where can people find you, sir? Oh, yeah, yeah, just beyond the 90 on YouTube again. You'll, you'll see Chris on there a few times as well. But, yeah, no, just happy to be on again, just talk about, well, rubbish yes. football, which is kind well. of standard for the majority of this season, hey? Yeah. Uh, and oh God, he's in. I'm sorry about this, guys. Uh, I have put a restraining order out against him, but Dan is in from Turf Moor House. Mm-hmm. Um, winning 3 0 over Christmas isn't for everyone, pal. Yeah, in the I, championship. I'm going to say exactly. Yeah, in, you know, playing Birmingham in the championship, I'm surprised you only got three. I'd be disappointed, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Problem is, he'll be back next season. Hey, look, <laughs> one of us has got to be happy. One of us has got to have a smile on our face. And unfortunately, it's not Leicester fans. I was on his channel before before the game, being very, very confident. Just shows what I know. Pete, good evening, sir. How are you? Yes. Can you hear me? Because we can't hear you. I can hear you. Uh, Yes. It was was my fault. It was my fault. I was on mute. Um, He's lagging behind like Leicester. Newcastle. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, thank you for having me. Um, Great great to be on with you guys. No, no, it was just, uh, uh, well, trying to put the the other side uh, to it. Um, But let's just, I mean, let's have a look. I I put this up. This was up when we started the stream. Um, Kieran Dewsbury Hall. It wasn't good enough. I mean, Jack, he's up there for the uh, Understatement of the Year award, isn't he? Yeah, I think that was just an understatement from a footballer's point of view. But from a uh, fan's point of view, we could be more lethargic, couldn't we, with how Leicester played. It was, you could say it was tragic football, Chris. You know, it was a dead atmosphere after Newcastle went 2-0 up. Um, Yeah, they started off pretty brightly, Newcastle. They were a side who liked to get started quickly and getting to team from the off, and that's something Leicester's not used to. We're a side who like to start off slow for about 15 minutes, then get into the game, but Newcastle never allowed us it. We like to play out from the back and that through Danny Ward and I the defence. Well, we fell apart, and it was White Faz's first real bad game for Leicester, and yeah, the whole team performance was just disgusting, really, and yeah... Dewsbury all couldn't have summed it up more and obviously Chris Woodscore, former Foxes player and uh, yeah, it didn't really make it good enough for the Foxes. Obviously, second half we were chasing the game but we weren't really looking like scoring but credit to Newcastle. Their fans were amazing from the first minute till the last. They sang non-stop and uh, Newcastle fully deserved the win and they're a very good side, Chris, and deserve to be where they are. <laughs> Neil, I mean... At the, at the conference earlier, and I didn't see it, but just getting it up on, on uh, Leicestershire Live, uh, somebody said that Dewsbury Hall said that, he, that Leicester was spineless. Again, I don't know whether he did or not, but he's not far off, is he? Um, I'm just looking at the comments that the BBC put out, and they weren't, they didn't put out, they didn't say, they said they could be competent, com- complacency, again, but they, how can it be when you're bottom half of the league, you'll look at yourself in the mirror and think, we really want to push the season, but this can't happen. And that's the thing. So in terms of our performance, it was, yeah, it wasn't good enough. But I'm, again, people are saying Gert Kinnage Hall is um, he's bang on the money, but 
he cares about this club. He wants this club to go good places. And for too many years, we've seen players, even the manager, come out and said, yeah, we weren't good enough. I was like, not good enough. We're talking about we were, we've lost 5-2 and he shifted the blame. At least he's come out and spoke with his heart. And uh, you, know, you can't expect an amazing performance, but at least he's come out and said something because the amount of time has been, yeah, we weren't good enough. I, I want to hear this. I want to hear the honest truth. And yeah, yeah we're raging. I'm, I'm absolutely distraught that why have we performing so badly? I want to hear that because it's fine because then at least he sees it as a fan. And there's so many times that they've probably seen it where a player comes out and they just say the same old generic Barnum statement again and again. So I'm really glad that he did because we know that he's a good, good player and he, he, he genuinely cares and as much as we do the fans. I mean, Pete, I mean, you, you, you can, <laughs> it was like all your Christmases come at once. I mean, I think, I think Steve Bruce's Newcastle could have beaten us three or four nil on that performance. No, no, they wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Bruce was Bruce's, Steve Bruce's uh, Newcastle was an absolute disgrace. And what's even more of a disgrace is that there's probably what five or maybe even six of those players that played on Boxing Day that were a part of Steve Bruce's team, which says everything about the manager. Um, and the regime beforehand. But look, this game always means a little bit more to me because I was born and raised in Leicester. Um, been a Newcastle fan for 30 years now. Um, so um, it always means a little bit more. What, what did you do for the food? Did you support for the first 20 years? All right, all right. Added on those 20 years of my life. I'm, uh, no, I was, um, I was nearly eight years old when I first started supporting um, Newcastle. <laughs> and funny enough, um, I, some people will blame my dad for this, all the Leicester fans do, that um, my dad switched the TV on one day and it was uh, it was Newcastle winning to get promoted to the Premier League and they beat Leicester 7-1 at St. James's Park. That was my first ever <laughs> Newcastle game that I watched on TV, just by purely by chance. Um, and Andy Cole scoring a hat-trick that day, I was hooked and he was... He was the guy that I followed and, and supported Newcastle ever since. Do, do, do um, you know something, Pete? That there's, you can stick the knife in, but when you twist it as well by bringing all those... I mean, yeah. I'm just giving you the background about all I know, no, I, I can easily do this, remember. Anyway, guys, let's carry on without him. <laughs> to be fair, if it was... I think he makes a good point. If it was under Bruce, they would have 1-0 up and they would have sat back and we would have won the game. I genuinely think that's how it would have happened. The amount of just poor Newcastle was so poor under him. And and he's a manager. Well, you know, and he just started aged oh, it's rubbish. His pest caught well, felt so bad. The last time we played against you at, at, at the King Power under Steve Bruce, what score was it? Five nil. I was there. It was an absolute disgrace. Um so you know it that that for me just tells you everything you need to know. But look, I've got to be honest, we're, we're a differently built team now. Eddie Howe has completely revamped Newcastle United um, from top to bottom, not just the um, playing staff, coaching staff, everything within Newcastle has completely changed. And this is why you're seeing performances like you saw on Boxing Day on the pitch. That, that type of performance isn't a one-off. We've been doing that for the majority of this season. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was... From my point of view, it was brilliant to see, um, to be a part of that atmosphere. I've got to be honest, lads. I've got to, I need to ask you this question. What is going on with the Leicester fans? I didn't hear one song being sang. I saw fans leaving after 30 minutes. What is going on? Like, it is absolute madness. Like, even my, mate, even yeah. my mates got off on 65 minutes. I know it was a bad performance, but 
I had a fan that's been, uh, a, sorry, a follower on Twitter, uh, and he messaged me and he said, I've been a fan for 57 years. I've never, ever left a game early at the, you know, either Filbert Street or, or the King's Tower. But he said, I left, I think it was half time he left. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to read this because Craig, who's one of the co-hosts with me, he can't make it tonight, but he, he did send me something to read out. And he just said, here, don't get me wrong, we weren't good, but then I won't have a knee-jerk reaction after one, one dodgy performance. After the last half a dozen we'd put in. If there had been no World Cup and that performance came the week after the away win at West Ham with no Madison, then I don't think the reaction would have been as extreme as it has been. We were bad, they were good. Don't expect much away at Liverpool, but if it was bad against Fulham in the next home game, then there's more, uh, there's more cause for concern. Jack... I, I was talking to Julian. I did a show earlier with Julian Watts, the ex-player, and he gave a professional view of, of the game. And I said to him, I cannot decide about Brendan Rodgers. You know, it's he 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 has one day I'm, I'm I'm on one side of the fence, the next week I'm on the other. Five weeks ago, six well, before the World Cups, so about nine weeks ago, I did a piece for the BBC. I do the Tuesday talking point on their Leicester page. And I said, Brendan Rodgers, please get out of our club. He, I was that peed off with his tactics and the way we were losing. Then he had a great run. I think we lost one in five. We didn't con we conceded three goals in in the games, uh, all of them. And then he goes and does this. I mean, that team that he had um, out should have been able to do better than they did. Is it Brendan Rodgers? Is it a case of look, it's time to go? I think the team, you know, they expected a difficult game against Newcastle. Um, the fans itself, you know, they know how good Newcastle are this season. Um, people moaned about Leicester fans' predictions on YouTube and all that, social media, saying, oh, yeah, but look, Leicester fans are overlooking Newcastle. They're not. They're backing their team like they should do. And, you know, you're going to back your team, aren't you, and say your team's going to win. You're never going to say, oh, well, we're going to get battered against Newcastle just because of how good their defence are or anything like that. Every fan will back their team because they love Leicester City and that's something I did. I'll hold my hands up and say I got it wrong, but you've got to... The players have got to be accountable, Chris, for their performance. None of them was good enough. Luke Thomas was shocking. Um, Pat Sindaka, shocking. I don't feel Pat Sindaka is a Jamie Vardy replacement. Let's be honest. He gets the ball and you expect him to run with it, but he just stands there, holds it up and then, you know, and then he could have had two chances against Nick Boat. Went round him once, probably should have put it away. And then the second one, he just waited for the Newcastle fans, shove it. Newcastle player, sorry, to shove him in the back. So I think, you know, the team performance was shocking. You know, Newcastle got two goals and, yeah, the atmosphere itself, um, it's one of them now where we've took the clappers away. We, you know, we, we have this so called singing section now Ooh. and we expect it to be loud and the King Power to be back again. But it was dull at the uh, Boxing Day, let's be honest. You know, Newcastle went 2-0 up and, yeah, we're dull Friday night. Do nothing to sing about, Chris. You know, I know people should moan about, oh, you should be back in your team, but fans were leaving. They'd had enough and we were absolutely dreadful in that first half. Second half, we woke up a little bit and we created, had chances. I won't say chances that we really were going to score, but, yeah, Newcastle held out and defended well. And you can see, like, how good Newcastle are as a team under Eddie Howe compared to 
what they was in the first eight games before Eddie Howe took over last season. And yeah, I think Leicester's players have got to take a look at themselves because that was a, a performance like we played against Brighton in the second half and Tottenham away. And, you know, you can name all these teams we've fingered, but the run that we've been on, Chris, you know, we've played Wolves, uh, Leeds, Forest, West Ham, Everton. They're teams who's in that relegation battle this season, teams who can't hit a barn door, you know what I'm saying? They're teams we should be winning against and getting points on, on paper. And we did that and we'll run a good run. Leicester fans, well, some of them would. It, it's still a divide in the fans, isn't it, Chris, between Rodgers in and Rodgers yeah. out. And I think that's I mean, Neil, how it's going to be. Yeah, Neil, come on. I mean, I think, I think um, Jack's going to be a politician in the very near future. <laughs> Able to avoid the, uh, the direct question. Well done, mate. Proud of you. Neil, I, I, I know you sort of had different thoughts on, um, on Rogers. Um, I mean, Matty here, and Matty's a Newcastle fan. With the quality that Leicester have, they should really easily be top 10, possible top eight, it, what Rogers had at Liverpool. I mean, when you look at that lineup, he'd got Tielemans playing again alongside Samari. He, to me, Tielemans is not a defensive midfielder. Now, I can see that from when he was playing like that last season. And yet, Rodgers, as the manager, is around him all the time. If he wants a fucking defensive midfielder, then stick Ndidi on next to Samari, and then you've got the pair of them. I mean, if Tielemans, for me, had been playing that role in the FA Cup final, he wouldn't have scored and we want to win the FA Cup. Surely it's about putting square pegs in square holes. But he wasn't playing that position. It was Samore that was playing that CDM role. I think in general, I've been very critical of Rodgers, and I'm, I'm still critical of him, but this wasn't the game that was his fault. There's been other matches where we've lost it because of him. This is where the players need to look for each other. But... When it's not working, don't try the same thing again. There's no plan B. There is just, right, swap Jamie Vardy out and see what he can do. We didn't really change that much in the second half. If something isn't working, you try and change it up. And we tried to change it up. Uh, the way that we tried to change it up was, uh, let's hit it long. When you've got Dan Byrne, when you've got Chris Wood, when you've got them players, you we can't win in the air, especially when they're as tall as they are and the defensively as sound as they are. We can't, we can't win. We can't win. So... For a manager that's paid as handsomely as he is, and I don't think he got too much struck wrong, but in terms of his tactics, playing the same way against Newcastle, it wasn't going to work. You should have backup plans. You should have other ways of playing around them. And they were phenomenal. However, from a Leicester perspective, we should be doing a lot better. So I'm not going to attack the manager on this one too much. However, he does, in terms of tactics-wise, he, he, he didn't get it right, in my opinion. And if things aren't working... Change it. Don't just think, oh, we're just going to take one strike off, put another one on, and continue playing the same way. But I mean, I've got to, I've got, to, I've got to be honest with you. I've got to disagree with you on that one. And as much as I've been a Brendan supporter, I have wavered this season. To me, I think he, he had to take most of the blame. And I think the tactics were bad. I think making one substitution at half time when we're already three nil down, and that is a like for like um, swap. Vardy, I didn't. If you had, if I hadn't seen it come up on the screen that he was on. I don't think he, you know, I, I saw him to be honest with you. I think he, uh, that was a, a waste of, of, of a substitution. Five substitutes, we only made three. I said, Neil, I'll stick with you for this one before I go on to, to Pete. I, I said about Wales at the World Cup, no bail, no Wales. Mm -hmm. It's almost like for us, 
no Madison, no Leicester, no Tielemans, no Leicester. If these players are not on form, we don't perform as a team. But we've still got good enough quality individually. Like well, you look at like a wild fast that can hold up. Sorry. And we should be down to the manager to be getting those. He should be looking at what he's got and playing to their strengths. But he couldn't have really played a too much stronger side. He played the strongest side against Liverpool against Newcastle that he could. On paper. Well, then, I think Vardy, that think Vardy should be starting ahead of Dakar. Yeah. Mm, so I don't I'm not I'm not uh, too yeah. Yeah. I mean to be fair. Uh, Iniacho, uh, who who's had good spells for you, um, you know, last season and, and the season before that, he, he had a great run a couple of seasons mm-hmm. ago. But like, for me, you know, for me, Patson Dacker was the Vardy replacement, and he came with huge credentials, huge pedigree. Um, when he came through the door, you guys beat a number of teams to sign him. But I tell you what, Sven Botman bullied him for that first half. He had to. I said it after about 25 minutes. I said, you watch, Dakar's going to get subbed and Vardy will be on at half-time. And I knew it was going to happen because he was getting bullied all over the place. He did not know how to handle being the sole striker against those two centre-backs. However, I know know you guys have said about Vardy, he wasn't at it, blah, blah, blah. He actually stretched his in the second half. He pulled his into channels. He pulled Sven Botman out of position. And Sven Botman isn't easily pulled out of position. He's one of the top performing centre-backs in the Premier League this season. He's top class. Um, and he caused a few problems in and around the box when the ball dropped. He did cause more problems, albeit not enough to really warrant a, a clear-cut chance. But I thought he was better. And that's why, for me, even at, what is he now, 36, 35? 35. Yeah, even at 35, he's still, he's still the best that you've got. And I, I'm I'm genuinely shocked. Maybe it's because I'm thinking about what he did three or four years ago. But I'm genuinely shocked that he's on the bench for you guys. I, I don't see it. I don't see Patson Dacker being any better than Vardy. Iniacho, hit and miss. Um, I, I just don't see it. Jose Perez, do not get me started on him. Jesus Christ. I'm so glad you paid 30 million. I've got to be honest with you. When I spoke earlier to um, to Julian Watts, the ex-player, he, he does see things differently. Isn't it? Because he thought, he thought Luke Thomas had a good game. He thought Perez had a decent game. Um, oh, but uh, it's all about opinions. Jack, let's take you up on that. Vardy, he can't play ninety minutes week in week out. Two games, <coughs> week, we know that. But you know, surely you we said about. I think it was yourself that said about the two up front. It worked so well for us in that one season. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a choice that Brendan happily made. He was forced into it by injuries. Played the two up front. Inacho ended up top goal scorer. Vardy got another new lease of life as the provider. Yeah. And then as soon as the next season came along, fuck that off. I'm going to go back to one up front. This is what gets it with me. He's so fucking stubborn. And it's that stubbornness for me that is, if he's not careful, and I know you know, top likes him and he stuck with him earlier in the season or what have you. But surely, I mean, there's the stubborn and the stubborn, isn't there? Yeah, and Brendan's one of them. He falls out with players so easily. You know, you can't really say much to Brendan because you'll be dropped. Look at Siunju. Um, you know, Dennis Pratter in that situation as well with Brendan. If you say too much then and you're not happy, then he'll drop you and say, you're out, don't want you playing again. So, 
you know, the Jamie Vardy situation, let's be honest, you know, he's got to play two against Newcastle. He's got to go two up front. You know, it, it's, it will stretch the game, sure. Uh, Botman, you know, they'd have been stretched in that first half if we'd have started with two up front, you know. But like I say with Vardy, you know, he's still better than Daka. He, I don't feel he offers what Vardy offers. I know it's a big shoes to fill, but Daka's had, what, a year and a half now at the club? And I don't... Yes, he scored four goals against Spartak Moscow, but quite a few Leicester fans are writing him off saying he's just a pace merchant, in it? And I'm not one of them myself because I want Pats and Daka to do well, but... I don't feel Daka's a lone striker. He needs that support. I mean, Nacho, he helps out. You know, like like you said, Chris, Nacho and Vardy. Vardy's there. So that's because Vardy has got more to his game than what fans think. You know, as Leicester fans, we know what he can offer. Premier League supporters, they're just like, oh, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? That's all he is. But he's not. He's, he shows in the second half against Newcastle. He offers more than what people actually assume to think about him. So, yeah, Vardy's still better than Dakar. And, yeah, I just, I just started Vardy up front. And just Dakar as a two. A quick question as, as a, um, on Dakar. Did we get him in or get a striker in a season too late? If he'd had that other season when Jamie Vardy was still reasonably at his peak... That he might, you know, he might now be the look at so He had the, you know, a whole season without even coming on the pitch to 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 get prepared for when Maguire left. I think that's that's one of them. You can't really answer in it, Chris. As a fan, you know, it, is it a striker too late? Is it a striker too early? Who knows in football? It's you've got to find the right module and the right style of football to suit strikers. And with Dakar, I don't feel he suits the style of football that Brendan Rodgers wants to play. And it, when he signed from the Austrian club, they played two up front and they played to his strengths. With Brendan, I don't feel he does enough of that. Mm. Neil, right. talking about um, being stubborn, uh, Brendan Rodgers, uh, let's face it, we, we had a manager who you couldn't get any more stubborn than uh, in Nigel Pearson. But you know, and he was forced into changes, which eventually made, made, meant we, we did the great escape. I mean, Soyuncu, not good enough for us, mid-Premier League table, and yet he's being hunted by a regular quarter-finalist in the Champions League in Atletico Madrid. I mean, the, hmm. I, I can't... Surely him and FaZe, to me, would be the perfect centre-back pairing. Be the most iconic hair centre back pairing. Oh, that's but, so true. <laughs> um, but in terms of in terms of this is what we're talking about. This is what this is what I mentioned, Chris, um, before when I was about let's say this time last year, early 2022, when I was saying I don't like the manager. This is one of the things I had about him: too stubborn. And I th- he was Ianacho. I think is one of the most informed players in the last ten years in terms of finishing in the Premier League. But Brendan doesn't play him unless he's absolutely forced to. If we're going to play two up top, my thing is, it's what formation do you go with? Because if you go with, you have to go with four four two. We don't have a right winger. We're going to have to sit Mark Brighton, who's coming towards the end of his career. Brendan Rodgers only, I only fancy him at right back. Let's be honest. Um, he's not really that player. Um, three five two. That means we have to play Vestergaard in that back line. Nobody wants that. Do you see what I mean? Jack's Jack's recoiling in horror. No, he's crap. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? So if we play two up top, we have to compromise another position. And I can't think of another position that or we go four four two diamond, and that's potentially the only player that we can think. However, Luke Thomas is potentially the only player trying to play wing back 
in its that's the only other formation. So look, I'm not the manager's biggest fan. I think you guys know that, and I've been honest about it for a while since the Forest game and when we lost four nil. Um, but it's all coming. It's all coming to fruition now. The thing is. We just need to make sure that things are going in the right direction, and they aren't at the moment. But I'm hoping things get better by um, Liverpool. But although if it's not, it's going to be a long season, and we're going to get dragged back into that relegation battle. Yeah. Um. Uh, sorry about this, um, Pete, but Man City are winning three nil at the moment. Uh, two Haaland goals. Three uh, one now. Sorry, Leeds have got one back. Three one, uh, which means you you you're only back down to third. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It lasted, we, we expect um, we expected it to be. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, I think I think most most people did. Look, I I, I say upset a few Newcastle fans before the game because uh, and not every Newcastle fan is like this, but there's a lot of fans that were saying you're going to get Madison, um, not because you didn't come out and say, well, these fans didn't come out and say, look, he's a good player, we'd really love him in our team. It was, well, we're Newcastle, why wouldn't he want to come to us? You're only Leicester sort of thing. And I did sort of accuse the fans of being Man United Mark too. But let's be honest with you, if you're playing like that, you don't bloody need Madison, do you? Yeah, we do. Um, well, we do because uh, any, any, any good team needs to continue to evolve and develop. And you can't just sit on your laurels. You can't just sit um, and just think, oh, what we've got is enough and continue forward. Newcastle made that mistake many a time. Um, you know, back in 10 years ago, 2012, we finished fifth. We only went out in the summer and bought one player for five million instead of building and developing. And we, we only just stayed up that season. So you've got to keep building and developing. So to answer that question, do, do we need Madison? Of course we do. Because he would bring something very, very different to our team. I think he's he's already got sort of like 12, 13 goal contributions already this season, which is which is fantastic. And he's um, he's a player that Eddie Howe really likes. We've already been in for him twice in the summer. We know that he wants him. He's an English player. Eddie Howe likes his English players. Um, whether we do get him in January or, or in the summer is another thing. Because um, I think there'll be a lot of other teams interested in him. But yeah, I, I, we need to continue to develop, and, and we're having a great season. There's no doubt about it. And we're we're kind of um, we're we're just kind of living the dream, really. We're just kind of running with it and going. You know what? You guys just go and do what you need to do. You guys know it from the season you finished um, the Premier League champions. You just kind of ran with it and said, you know what? Let's just keep winning game by game. Take it. I'm not saying we're going to win the league. You know, it, I think anybody would have slapped your hand off for any type of European football. For the start of the season for us so the fact that we are now in a position where we're fighting for champions league is just e even better for me so yeah um yeah that, that's, that's where that's where we're at as a club but i don't like you know you're always going to get small sections of fans that are expectant and and are disrespectful to other clubs you get them in every fan base but uh, the vast majority of newcastle fans we know where we've been for the last 15 years under Mike Ashley. We know what it's like being down there and being in difficult moments. So well, the vast majority, 98% of the fan base, are very, very respectful for them, to other clubs. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it is a small majority. Look, I had Newcastle predicted for six. Uh, I honestly, at this point now, think that you will get um, Champions League football. I really do. Um, but look, are we... 
we are, we've been very much on like Leicester are bad, Leicester are awful, how woe is us and all this. But let's just look at the other side. Newcastle were fucking good. <laughs> in that first half, you gave us a footballing lesson. All right, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. There's no doubt about that. To my mind, that was down to FaZe, not down to Amarty. FaZe gave a bad pass out. The ball was lost. Amarty had to go in for it. But, you know, it would just... I can say, you've got to be, when you're playing football like that, there's no reason why you can't be Champions League. You didn't let us play as much as we didn't play. And Chris, I'll be honest with you, a lot of teams, a lot of fan bases say very much something similar than what you've said after we've played you. Is that a lot of fans that haven't seen Newcastle play a full 90 minutes, so they don't see what we, what we see on a regular basis. We... We have got a supremely fit squad of players. Equally to that, we've got a, a team that is very high intensity. We press you for 90 minutes. It's not in, it's not in 10-minute spells, five-minute spells here and there. It is for 93 minutes. So it was 93 minutes on boxing, boxing Day. We don't stop. We do not stop. We don't allow you to have time on the ball. We don't allow you to bring the ball out of defence. We will press you time and time and time again. And that's what Leicester could deal with. We did it from minute one. And we didn't let you have the ball. And we just continue to press, press, press. And when you've got a team that's built like that, at some point, the opposition are going to break. They're going to make a mistake. For you guys, you made the mistake within 90 seconds. And with our, with our defensive record, we've only conceded 11 this season. Best defensive record in the Premier League. I think we've got eight or nine clean sheets already this season. At that point... We knew we had a strong chance, even at 1-0 at 90 seconds into the game, that we were going to go and win it because we know how good our defence is. Second half, I mean, everybody said, oh, you know, we got a bit better in the second half. Um, I mean, we didn't make any, apart from Vardy, a straight swap for Dak, and we didn't do anything uh, subs-wise till the 17th minute. But again, were we that good? I, I felt you just dropped down a gear in that second half because you, you were 3-0 up. You know, we, we, we couldn't... We couldn't pass wind, let's be honest with you, in that game. You had you, you could have just sat back and it was, it was like a dog, you know, or a cat playing with a mouse in that second half. Uh, as good as you know, people said, well, we got better. I just think you took your foot off it a little bit. Two, two words, two words, lads. Game management. Hmm. That's what that's exactly what Eddie Howe would have said to the players in, in the changing rooms. Yeah, we've got the game won. Now just manage the game. If you go and get a fourth, great. But ensure, don't ensure that you just sit back and let them come at you, like maybe Leicester probably expected us to do because we're three nil up. Still press them high, still be intense with the ball. And when you've got the ball, you don't have to push forward. Just keep possession. You will see the amount of times in the second half where we could have gone for it and we had players making forward moves, but instead we keep it in midfield, across the back, we make you work harder in that second half without the ball. Because what that does, it tires you out. And that's what happened with Leicester. As the game went on, you just became tired because we continued to keep the ball and you had to keep working to get the ball off us. Um, and for any player, anyone that's played football, you know that's the last thing you want to be doing when you're chasing the game, is having to chase the ball as well. Um, so it was fantastic game management. And that, for me, in that moment, made me feel that you know we can sustain what we're doing right now because we're 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 intelligent in our play. 
Look, I've, I've said it on other podcasts, I said it on our, our, our review on Loaded Mad Gaming FC um, of, of the game. That was not an easy game on paper. I thought it'd be a really difficult game. You've got some good players, regardless of what you boys have said about about the Leicester players. You've got Tillemans, Madison did play, you've got Vardy, Daka's got still got good potential. You know, you've got um, um, Face uh, at the back, um, Castagna, Belgium international. You've got good players. You've got a good manager, one of the most highly paid managers in the Premier League. Although you might not agree with that, you've got you're a good team, and we respected you by putting that performance out that we did on Boxing Day to respect the fact that you are a good team in our eyes. Um, no, appreciate that. Thank you, Jack. Um, game management, something that Brendan doesn't seem to understand, uh, and it's not the first time that we've said this. You know. One substitute at half time, like for like, no, no, no change in style or, or, or anything. Uh, second half, no substitutions to the 70th minute. Uh, and then with about five minutes to go at the end of the, the game, he brings on um, Ndidi. I mean, wow, let's bring on another central defender and hold on to our 3 0 loss, shall we? I mean, he, he seems to be being out thought. He was outthought by Steven Gerrard. He's been thought outthought by Arteta, and yet he's supposed to be this great tactical coach. Yeah, to win a game of football, it's about game management. It's how you go about your game and how you go about your business and beating the other team. Um, on paper, you know, two good, two good football teams, two good attacking football teams. When we get going, Newcastle, good football team as well, and yeah, Brendan. When he went two 0 down, you'd have thought it had changed it, changed the formation, changed the way we approached Newcastle, but we didn't. And I think they kind of shocked us. I think it shocked Brendan that Newcastle are a team you can't overlook. They're not one to be taken lightly. And I think it's game management he got wrong in that game and he didn't approach it in the way we we as fans looked on as Newcastle were Running it, running us and working us and all that because you know them goals, especially the first one, the penalty situation. Joe Linton took a heavy touch, and Martin didn't need to bring him down. The second goal, Bubakri Samore's got to stick a foot in on Almer on there. Instead, he lets him run through. They score. The third goal, marking from corners. You know we've seen it mostly this season from set pieces that teams score from corners. That's the first time they've scored from a corner against Leicester in a while, these Premier League sides. And yeah, like Pete says, it's about game management. It's how you approach the game and you can't show the opponent respect. You've got to take the game to the opponent, Chris. And you you want to set out every game to win. You don't want to set out to lose and get battered the way Newcastle stuff does. Do you know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. And Neil, <laughs> the goal machine that is Chris Wood, uh, certainly, certainly, always against us. It was always on the cards. He was going to score. Um, he could apparently be off to Leeds if uh, if Newcastle get Tielemans. I was reading today, uh, or back to Leeds. You know, um, where he's actually he's been for a bit uh, anyway. But I want to ask you about Faze because I I was completely disappointed with him. And yeah, okay, you could say Amarte shouldn't have made the tackle, but Faze played, I think it was Sumari, into a bad position by passing him the ball when he'd got two Newcastle players 
watching him. And yes, Sumari could have stopped the second goal, but so could FaZe. You know, that Almiron, I mean, what an amazing goal he was. I mean, you can understand why Newcastle fans rate him so much. You know, it was a little bit like Madonna against England, you know, the second goal in the in the World Cup, the way he ran back and no Leicester player wanted to put a, a foot in. And I gotta be honest with you, I was completely disappointed with FaZe. I'm I'm not too considering the run he's been on and considering what he's done since coming to the team, it's not been too bad. Um partly that was down to how good Newcastle were. Again, it was as as mentioning it was they was they didn't let us have any time on the ball from minute one, and that's what they created. We with a fast I'm not prepared to write him off, and he's still a good player. We've seen that, and we've needed that leader that's had to come into the back. He's still new. He's do we still need to get time to bed in, and Newcastle was a lot in one go. It just seemed like the team weren't fit enough for whatever reason. It just seemed what like was second to everything. Partly that that was because of how good Newcastle were. Um, so I'm not too... If this continues, I'm going to be asking questions. I'm going to let them have a one-off game, but I'm, I'm, that performance stank of the first eight games of the season, how poor we were. And that's why I don't want it to go into a rut where we're continuing to be like this. And There's ways to lose, isn't there? Yeah, and the thing is, if we go out fighting, that's that's all you can ask for. But at the same time, it's it. it the thing is, if, if Faster might not be good enough, but then who are you playing? Best to guard. That's all we've got. That's our three central defenders. I so we'd have lost eight nil if he played. What's happened with Evans? What's happened? Injured for about two years. One after the other. Yeah, just constantly injured. Yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, or is he now? Of course, as he's now known, to give him his full name, Johnny Thicknote Evans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying he, he's not a good player at all, Neil. You know, it, but I'm just saying in that one game, to me, he was pretty awful. But you know, you say who wasn't, if you like, in that game. I mean, Pete, you got you got three former players, Almiron Wood and Joe Linton, or they all scored. You can't ask for more than that, can you? You've got to look at this and think, surely you are, at the back of your mind, you're thinking Champions League. Do I think that we're in the race for Champions League? Definitely. Um, there's no doubt about it. And, and that, that's that's unusual for me to say. Like That feels weirdly saying that because of where we've been for so long. But we are genuinely Champions League contenders. Um, this season, um, the the way we're performing, I don't I don't see it letting up. And the reason being is because we were doing this last season. We were doing it last season, so it's not it's not just a one season wonder. We've been doing it for a, for a calendar year now, so it's yeah. something that's built into our DNA. So I do think we are Champions contenders. It doesn't mean that I think we're guaranteed it or we're going to get it. It's great being second and sitting third in the league, but we know the Premier League can change very very quickly. But um, the one thing that we, we haven't mentioned is that, you know, Callum Wilson was meant to play. He he was unwell and, and didn't make the game. We've got Alexander Isak who paid £58 million for. He's only played three games for us and he's been out since October. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 and he's got to come back into the team. So, although I'm saying, yep, yeah, we need to keep signing players in January, we're going to get those boys back as well to make us even stronger. Um, ASM, hasn't started a game since August when he scored that wonder goal against Wolves on the volley. 
he's come on and made sub appearances. He came on and I think he got nine, ten minutes at the end of the game. Um, but when he's back fit and firing, he'll be starting. And, and we just strengthen the team already. And, and that's the great thing is that we're doing this without some of our best players playing, um, some of our most important players playing, which, again, just fills me with confidence that we can do it. But let, let's see. Let's see. I'm not looking too far ahead. Um, we've got Leeds, um, New Year's Eve, and then we've got a massive game next Tuesday, um, Arsenal at the Emirates. Um, so that that'll be the big test for yeah. us going there. It'll be a, it'll be a big game. But look, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. I think from a Leicester perspective, um, you know, I I wouldn't. I think not. I think you, you boys mentioned it as well. I I wouldn't read too much into that performance. Um, Boxing Day, there was a lot of factors that went against you, mostly from Newcastle and how we kind of played. But um, I, I think you know, you get Madison back fit. I think that you know, you you'll get back to to winning ways. Um, that's unless he goes in January. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you. I would, Jack. I would say. Sorry, I would say though, just to somebody that we've experienced the lows and the highs, yeah. don't get too, don't buy into the hype. Just enjoy every. You've been through crap football. You're like, I want to just disassociate and escape from the football. I'm going to work to escape from the football. Just enjoy yeah. every moment as it comes, man. That's what I'd say because we've been in that position where people were saying to us, "Are oh, you going to win the league?" I said, "We'll see." Every yeah. single until about the last month, and I was like, "We'll see what we can do." Don't let people put you off. Just do what you do, and that, and just enjoy it and breathe it in. And so, don't try and think too much ahead of we're going to get Champions League. It looks like you are, but don't think about that. Just enjoy the football because you've had so much crap football for so many years. Just enjoy it, man. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're just taking it game by game and just enjoying the fact that we're. Um, that we're not we're, crap. We're, that, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> finally, after 15 years, 14 years of those 15 years under Mike Ashley, we were crap. And now we're not. Yeah. So, Darren, um, Darren's cool. just said here, um, we just beat you easily. Give us some respect at least. To be honest with you, mate, you've come in late to the chat. If you want to go back and watch it from the start, I think you'll find that a lot of respect has been given to Newcastle. So yeah, if you're going to come in and make comments like that, um, just look at look. Think about what we might have said before you joined us. Coming late to the party, you miss all the good bits. Um, Jack, I want to say to you though. I mean, I said there, you know, not looking too far ahead. But you know, we've got Liverpool and Fulham, but you know, we've then got an FA Cup against Gillian, which you would hope we would win. But then we've got Forest, and in the middle of that, we'd have a return match against Newcastle in the quarterfinals of the Caribou Cup. It was written in the stars, wasn't it? It was totally written in the stars. That, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm shitting myself because there is we've not even got a home advantage on that one, yeah. I think of. I think as Leicester fans now, we've got to take it game by game. We'll see where we are after the Forest game. Um, if we're back in the relegation battle, we need to find a way to get out of it. Um, but it's all going to depend on January, Chris. This is the issue with Leicester now. It's January's the problem. It's where we strengthen. Newcastle sh showed us where we're weak in the team and where we actually need to strengthen in positions. We can see where we actually where we are as a football team. And we we ain't played a team in the top 10 yet, have we really, who's challenged us the way Newcastle did. Everton and that, you know, they're in that Arsenal relegation battle, isn't it? 
well, 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 yeah. But I'm on about after the Spurs game, to get what I'm saying. We played all these teams who's fighting this relegation battle, who didn't really put a, a foot in against us, really. No disrespect, but, you know, we beat them teams because of, maybe because of how poor they was and that, but we were better than them on the day. And I think with Leicester, the Liverpool game will be how we turn up. If we turn up how we played against Newcastle, then Nunes would get his first goal in bloody so long, you know what I mean? He ain't scoring, so... And then we think of Fulham, difficult game, Mitrovic, fantastic forward, scores goals. And they were ones who got written off at the start of the season, Chris Fulham, to go down. And they're proving everyone wrong again. Um, Forrest, it's these middlers, Derby, isn't it? You know, Leicester's got to get up for that game like we didn't get up for it in the FA Cup last season. But like I say to Pete, the Newcastle fan is... Enjoy every moment as a football fan. In that 15-16 season, we enjoyed it. People said, oh, Leicester win the league, this, that and the other. But you don't think about it. But then, as a fan myself, going to Manchester City and turning them over the way we did and getting that goal against Southampton, the 1-0 in the West Ham game, late minutes on, and the Norwich game as well. You just can't enjoy the season because Newcastle's been in the ship for so long. They've had Steve Bruce, they've had Steve McLaren, Alan Pardew. You had a good manager in Rafa Benitez who got you right back up to the Premier League with the players that you had. And um, I just, yeah, I just think you've got to enjoy it, Pete, and uh, enjoy the roller coaster ride because as a Newcastle fan at the minute, you're on the up and not on the down. So I just enjoy it, mate, as much as you can. And hopefully Newcastle met Europe by the end of it. Have you finished paying for Alan Pardew yet, Pete? Yeah, but only about. <laughs> only about uh, only I think it was only a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, we actually finally um, had that contract kind of paid off, which is just yeah. You you laugh you laugh, Chris, but that's going to be us with Brendan. He's one of the most highest paid managers in the Premier League. I didn't realize. Yeah, no, he's our highest paid. This ten million apparently he's not on. Uh, that that's kind of just paper talk and rumours, but he is certainly our. Highest paid manager, but he's but still Neil, one of the at the time. He's still what he's still one of the highest paid managers in the league. He's get more than he's still top. I think maybe ten Hag. I think even ten Hag's not on as much as he is. I, I, I don't. I don't know to be honest with you. But look, I mean, we're thirteenth, Neil. I mean, you know, mm. let's not forget there was a time when we'd be sat here in January. Oh, thirteenth, we'd be happy. Um, and we haven't, despite the loss and despite how bad it was against Newcastle, we haven't actually dropped down. But that's only because everybody below us has lost as well. You know, we're having a West Ham loss, Leeds lost tonight, Bournemouth did, Everton. Did. I think there's only Wolves, actually, that have won below us in the Premier League this season. So, I mean, if we stay up, is it a case of, um, you know, it's because there are worse teams than us? Does it, does, or does it matter as long as we stay up and build up well, for next year? Well, it depends on the ambitions of the owners and the squad and the manager. The ambition shouldn't be just to stay up. The ambition should be to fight for Europe. Top's come out and said that. Yes, we've had a tough year, but we've still got enough quality to go to places and put teams to bed. Mm. We, and that's not asking too much. So... We can we can ask for just to, to give just to effort wise. So we should be looking. And the thing is, we're only a few points away from going up in the table, but we're only a few points from going to the relegation zone. So this is true. There's lots of teams. We, Newcastle are gone. Uh, there's certain teams that are gone, but I think people like Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, 
we're not sure what's happening with them. They're all, for me, they're not they're not stable clubs. We could jump up that table, but it's more to do with them messing up than us doing really well. It's still on our own hands to go and achieve, but we will have to see because um I'm not too confident about the rest of the season, but we'll have to see. Uh, Pete, I want to let you go because we're going to start talking transfers and everything uh, in a bit. But I just want to um, I want to bring this uh, point up that Matt has asked. Um, before you go, question for Pete. Would you rather have us win the League Cup or finish in the top four? He'd Ooh. rather win the World Cup. Uh, the World Cup? That'd be good. He'd sooner <laughs> win the League Cup. Um, look, it's, it's a tough question because... Top four allows us to, to grow and develop as a club, allows us to attract better players, playing in the Champions League. In terms of progression, it helps us that way. But we haven't won a trophy since, um, what, 1960, uh, late 60s. Um, so... I think we had the same thing when we had um when we won the FA Cup and they're like, what would you rather have? My thing is, why not try both? There's it's nothing to say oh, you can't won. get both, and you've got a good enough team, you've not got Europe, you've got a good enough team to go for that top four and get a trophy. So the idea is, oh, it has to be one or the other. No, dream big. But uh, you're absolutely right, and and, and anyhow, we'll go for both. He's already promised us. We, we had we we had managers under Mike Ashley, where Mike Ashley told managers like Pardew, like Rafa Benitez, to play the second string. The owner was telling them the manager to play the second string. So we've been awful in cups. Eddie Howe said this season, we're, we're going for the Cups, we're going to go strong. We'll go full strength against you guys in the quarterfinal. We'll, we'll go all out for it. Um, to, to get into a semi-final of a, of a Cup, we'll, we've not been in a semi-final for God knows how long. So we, we will go all out for it. Um, you're right, why not go for both? Um, but yeah, um, just that, winning that trophy will just mean everything to the fans and, and to the club. And that could breed confidence in us that we can go again and go for bigger things moving forward. So there's there's positives, uh, there's positives to both sides, but I'm I'm gonna stick with your your comment. Um why not go for both? Yeah. Pete, thank you so much for coming on. Um it, it, it hurt, but <laughs> thank you for coming on. Um good luck for the rest of the season. Despite everything, I do hope you put a week inside out in the League Cup. Um, <laughs> you've got you've got Champions League to play for. We've got relegation <laughs> to fight. Give us a chance here. Um, but no, thanks for coming on, mate. You were you were brilliant the other night, uh, Newcastle. Remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, just massive thanks to you guys for, for having me on. Really enjoyed uh, the chat. Um, uh, as Chris knows, because Chris has been on the channel before, we are uh, at Loaded Mag NUFC. Uh, we're just over 100 subscribers away from 5K um, subscribers. We've only been going a year and a half. So um, anyone that wants to talk um, or listen to anything Newcastle, if you want to listen to a different perspective from a different club, come and give us subscribe. We're so close to that 5K. Come and help us along. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, no doubt we will speak again soon if we beat you. Otherwise, I'm not going anywhere near you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say it as it is. Say it as it is. Have a good new year, mate. All the best. And you happy new year to you all. Take care. Cheers now. Bye-bye. See you later.
I think his uh, his new year will be happier than ours, guys. Uh, just very quickly uh, before we go, and thank you both very much for coming on. Um, looking at the January transfer window uh, and having a quick look through some of the questions from his press conference today. Uh, he wants to do business sooner than later, and he's now looking for three positions. Uh, right midfield, left back and centre back, I believe it is. Um, who do you think we should be going for, Neil? I've no idea. <laughs> that's a, that, that's what a, it is? Do you, do you know what it is, Chris? There's always somebody that we get linked. To, we're like, we could put all these names out and all the names that have linked, and they're always Berardi, Berardi, and then nothing. Lookman comes in last minute. It was Gozens, 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 Gozens. Castagna comes in last minute. There was what a Kanji. There was a couple of other players that were linked yeah. to us, and then we got fast last minute. I trust our recruitment. And now that we've got Martin Glover in, I'm really excited to see what he's been working on. Because obviously they've been working on this for a while now, since he's come in in August. Let the guys, let, let them do what they do best. And so in terms of who we're going to get, it's the profile that's more important. I'm just hoping for, similar to Fast, young leadership, good mentality, and a player that's going to take us forward in terms of what we need for the rest of the, for the, rest of the time. Gakpo, um, Jack, is one that's been mentioned. Gakpo? Yeah. He's gone to Liverpool. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this, is what this is what I'm saying. Are you all right, Chris? It's been, no, that, no, gin, no. that gin is strong. Um, Gakpo turned around. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, maybe I'm reading that wrong. It's on the it's under the transfer bit on the uh, on the Leicester Mercury. <laughs> maybe, they maybe do talk some rubbish. He's literally just signed for Liverpool. Let me bring it up for you. Chris. Has he just signed? Oh, is he? Actually he's, signed? he's officially signed for Liverpool. I'll bring this. I'll bring no. the tweet up for you. <laughs> I don't no, know no, where no, they got no, that I'm from. Not, I'm not. Uh, I'm not disputing that. I'm just reading. Maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe I'm dreaming that hope. Yeah, um, bring it up. Bring it up, Chris. Look, it's here. On the official. Hi, Liverpool fans. Uh, He's there. Quite a day, but I'm Next picture. They're all doing all the oh, tours. No, just, and stuff. no, no, no. I can say I'm just reading, you know, uh, from the thing. But all right, then. Let me put it this way, then, um, for you, um, Jack. Ongoing conversations with Soyun Chua Martin Evans. Would you keep any of those? Would you let them go? Contracts expired at the end of the season. I mean, we keep saying about Evans and he's the experience one we need, but what's the point of having him if he's never going to bloody play? Evans, for me, is finished. Um, he's only there now for the experience. He ain't, I don't think he's going to get back into that Leicester team again due to the injuries and that. Um, Sean Chew, he's been frozen out by Brendan Rodgers for so long now since that Tottenham game last season away from home, away from home where we blamed him for that tackle and all that. Ain't seen him since. We only seen him against Manchester City. Uh, we didn't see him after that. Um, now Atletico Madrid are after him, and I think he'd rather Atletico Madrid than Leicester at the minute. Um, Amorti, he's good to fill in. Um, so he'd be one out of the three I'd keep. So yeah for me and then Tillemans well that, that offer's been on the table for a very long time now which is believed that he turned a few offers down from Leicester but there's ongoing discussions now with him so it could be the case that they make Yori Tillemans captain give him the money that he wants and they keep him so who knows where Leicester's transfer window is going to end up but we need to get it done early and be yeah. ambitious as we can 
Yeah, and, and I did read. I did read the words transfer and Gatco in the wrong order. I think there. That's, that's <laughs> what it was. And look, I'll take, look for God's sake, you're on the wrong available. team. Let's you're get Messi in. Team. You know, hey, Ronaldo's available. What about him? <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Another striker. <laughs> yeah. Can he play a right back, right wing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying How long million, is it going to take us to sort this right wing position out, uh, Neil? We've had so many attempts to get it right, and we're always going to. We, well, the answer was. I'm just hoping Glover has an idea what we're doing. Um, we've tried different options. It's not what the thing is. Brendan Rodgers is talking a lot in the press conference. We've come out, and he's, he's doing the same thing that he did in the summer so i'm not expecting us to bring in anybody maybe even on loan potentially because we got financial troubles because we're still waiting for the final money to go in people are expecting this a massive transfer window don't expect it we will have a couple of players potentially on loan with an option to buy or it will be players that you've never heard of people are linking us to Maguire and Keane. we won't get them we'll get another fast we'll go who's he what league's he from? I've no idea. Okay, will it be all right? Well, time will tell. It's true. That's how we've done business going forward. So true. the idea of all of these players that we've heard of, they never come to light. So it's just let them do what they got to do. We trust the pro. We've, we remember signing crap players for years and years and years. So who's that? I don't know. Terrible. Right. Bin him off. Um, they, we, we're in a good position. Just trust the board. Trust that they're doing the right thing. They've got the right man in terms of set pieces. Yes, I know we conceded one. That was more on Samore's fault, in my opinion. Um, but we've got better at set pieces. They brought in a head of recruitment who's decent. We know what we're doing. Um, but it just just leave it to them because it, the more we try and challenge it, the more that all these links come out lead to absolutely nothing. Leicester Live's not too good. News now, they, you get all these players and nothing ever happens. So I'm not too bothered. No, no, no. And, and he just he said here, uh, when you're talking about funds, uh, Brendan said, I only get told what's available. Well, he obviously wasn't told in the summer. Uh, yeah. It did turn out that in the summer there was nothing available. That's well, clearly been my. If focus. he doesn't know, if he's only told what is available, why is he requesting three players in January to the media? Request it to the board. Don't put your rubbish out there in public. <laughs> but we need three players, though, don't we, um, uh, uh, Jack? I mean, we know we need a right winger. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't keep Evans on because I think you know he's he just like I say, why pay him? Those fans, you know, not big wages possibly compared to some other players. We're paying for his medical bills, aren't we, Chris? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So why not let him go? Um, keep him on in the coaching role or something if you want to. Um, but you need your qualifications and stuff to be increasing. We can't do that. We haven't got. There's not Kevin Phillips anymore, mate. We've got. We've got to. We've got to get. We're going for a decent position. We can't say, "Ah, you'll be a coach." Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying is, you can start in some capacity. And he can earn those badges. He's not going to walk into the job, of obviously. But shouldn't we be used making the most of our ex-players and helping them get through uh, these badges? You know, there's a lot of talk about Wes Morgan. Has he done his coaching badges yet? I don't know. But you know, give him the youth players or whatever it is he can, whatever he's allowed to do, and help him get his badges. Because we, you know, we were letting this experience go, and he has got a hell of a lot of experience. But I can't see the point of keeping him on as a player when he's never going to play for us. Like Jack said, we are paying for his medical bills. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true though. I feel, we I feel we've been paying for medical bills for every player, Chris, in the last three years. You think that's bad? <laughs> Ryan Bertrand played three oh, games no. pre-season. Yeah, you think that's bad? No. At least, at least his contract ends at the end of the year. So we did definitely. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't mention him. Oh my god. Uh, Brendan said we had a period of time now to know what we need. Hopefully, we can get that done sooner rather than later. That's the plan. Hopefully, that can take place early in the window. Uh, again, Jack, are, are Brendan and Top talking this time? Because they obviously weren't talking in the summer. No, Brendan would soon be getting excited about this big rebuild, isn't he? Getting rid of yeah. everybody. Um, pissing off we, the squad. We need, we need a new left back. Luke Thomas is not good enough for le- for where we actually want to be as a football club. Let's, I get he's young, but you know anyone can play well against MK Dons, can't they, in the cup? Um, and against these teams who are ruthless and that, he, he's, he's like how Chilwell used to be in it, can't deal with it. Um, but I think, yeah, we need a right winger. We've had Diabate, we've had Undor, we've had, oh uh, God, we've had Rashid Gazelle as well, so... The Diabati that everybody was uh, creaming themselves over because he got two against Peterborough <laughs> in an early round of the FA Cup. You know? <laughs> but... I just forgot he existed. Yes. <laughs> I forgot he played for Leicester. I was thinking about Gazal and Under. Completely forgot about Diabati. <laughs> We've we've got to get it right, and I mean we've we now are. got we've now got like you say a um, a transfer guru in. So hopefully we're gonna maybe get get start getting things right again now. Uh, we waited long enough for him uh, after all, um, but yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of players being let go. I mean, let's say surely's got to go. Um, Vestergaard, I just don't know what to make of him. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's it, just a giant, isn't it? It's all he is. He's yes. a lamppost. But he can't. He's not out, <laughs> Jack. Imagine if you're that tall and you're yeah. not good in the air. It makes no sense. How is he not How good is... in the air? Though? It's like he's got sandbags on his legs. Yeah, but saying? just stand there, and then you're a he... physical presence. He's just. I don't. He's got no it, pace either. He can't even run. He's like a tree. <laughs> Welcome to the Investor Card Appreciation Show. <laughs> you can do that next stream, mate. I'll 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 leave that for that one. <laughs> In fairness, I haven't done any transfer shows because until we've got something concrete. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I can't see the for 50 point. Million. Yeah, I, I mean, I was doing that uh, much going through. Isn't it? Yeah, it, it's for just me. I'm just again until we. Course, all these trust me, guys. Some bloke on Twitter. Means yeah. nothing unless it comes from unless it comes from John Percy, Rob Tanner, uh, Jordan Blackwell's quite good. There's and only Rogers. a handful of people that are, that are genuinely decent sources yeah, in terms of Leicester. Apart from that, I don't really trust anybody. No, no. no. Um, I'm a little bit worried because we were, and I'll end on this now. Is that it's almost the same conversation we were having at the end of last season, mm-hmm. um, and. We've got we've got to accept that if we're not going to sort of be where we have been the last couple of seasons. We're not going to attract the sort of players that we want to get there. Um, but we're not a Manchester United, uh, or you know, we haven't got the name. We're not a Newcastle. We haven't got that sort of money. Um, where what do we need to do for the what? What should our target be? I'll come to you first, Neil. What should our target be 
for the rest of this season. We're back to go into the new year. I don't expect we're going to get much from Liverpool. Um, but then we've got, say, Fulham. We've got Gillingham in the FA Cup. We've got Forest who are struggling like we are. Um, what, what, what should our ambition be for this season? Single digits. Finish somewhere between 6th and 10th. I think we are still good enough to go for a European space. People might call me absolutely crazy, but not because we're absolutely brilliant. It's because the rest of the teams around us aren't great. I mean, Brighton are what well, they're a few points, six points ahead of us. Chelsea, Fulham are in ninth, Brentford are in tenth, Crystal Palace, we're 13th. They're not great. Liverpool aren't great. Brighton hit, hit a miss. Chelsea, they're not great defensively at the moment. Um, they're spending loads of money. Like Fulham, they're doing well, but they're catchable. Like they said eighth. I'm saying from sixth to tenth. I think we can genuinely do that. And people might call, oh, we can go up to sixth. We could. The thing is, we've seen this team turn it on and play some fantastic football. I know Jack was mentioning earlier, oh, um, certain teams that we're playing. Leeds came at us. Um, West Ham, normally a bogey team for us, that we managed to keep them quiet. Um, that we've got, we we know how to play football. So it's we've seen both sides of it, but we just we're so unpredictable. We don't know what's happening. We our ambitions is to get into Europe season in, season out, and mm. we should be looking at a minimum tenth, minimum top. You think how, top's happy if we finish eleventh? You going what the hell? I've spent all this money. I've went to FFP first, finish eleventh. Hell no. <laughs> Jack, are you are you crazy and think we can make single figures? Um, yeah, it's not I crazy. Predict, I predict no, I'm only joking because you said it. That's, you okay. said people might call you crazy. It's like John Lennon out here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, I predicted us to finish seventh at the start of the season. Um, I know people might call me mad, uh, but then people said, depending on the window, I said, yeah, exactly. But... Um, yeah, this Leicester team's got quality. You know, we we can turn it on like Neil says, um, but we can also be turned off. Do you get what I'm saying? We can be hit and miss Leicester at times. We can go and beat big teams, but then go and lose to the crappiest team in the league. Uh, we've seen it been done like the Cardiff team that year where we lost 1-0 in the 96th minute. Um, you know, but yeah, I think we're Leicester. We've got to finish as high as we can. We've got to go and beat teams we should be beating now. Go and beat Fulham, go beat Forest, get some out of the Liverpool game. Even a point would matter, in it. If you got points at Anfield, you'd be happy with it as a Leicester fan. You'd, you'd take that because that would be a massive confidence boost for the players to build on going into the Fulham game. So I'd say uh, we're not in a relegation battle now. We've really just got to focus on the up, Chris. And like Neil said, this team's like Brighton and that, you know. We can get past in Chelsea as well in Liverpool. So why can't we go and finish in the top ten in the uh, table? Yeah. Now, and you know we are we are four points off the relegation zone, but we're only three points off tenth. Yeah. Uh, like you say, so it all does depend on what the other teams do. Uh, as bad as we are, like I say, you know we managed to play that badly and lose that badly to, to Newcastle, but we haven't actually dropped any places because everybody uh, below us. Uh, it is is bad. I think there's three worse teams than us in this mm. division that will go down. So I don't. I mean, I think Southampton are probably dead and buried. Uh, I'm still not sure about Forest, to be honest with you. And then take your pick from Wolves. I mean, look at Leeds. 
I mean, you know, not so long ago we were saying Jesse Marsh is playing his last game, managing his last game, sorry. Then he goes on an amazing run. Uh, and now they're back down in 15th again. It's 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 a funny thing, football. But I'm gonna to have to put this one up just, just to make him feel nice and warm and, and welcome into the chat. But everybody knows Ant from uh, Ant's Leicester fan channel. Special colleague of yours as well. Helps you out on Beyond the 90 there, Neil. Special uh, colleague? He's not special needs. <laughs> <laughs> special colleague. Well, I don't know. With comments like that, Sean Dyche time. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, I'll take Sean it back. Sean Dyche. Yeah. Brexit exactly. football. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> with that. I think he's off to Norwich, to be honest with you, if the rumours are true. Guys, look, you know, it is what it is. This is Leicester. We always say there's there's, um, there's no. Uh, it's always a roller coaster, isn't it? Following Leicester, but uh, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I would say having had a good Christmas, forgetting the football. New Year to come, Neil. Like I say, your details will be in the description below on YouTube. But just give a shout out where people can find you on the old internet. Oh, th thank you, Chris. Yeah, just beyond the 90 LCFC. So you can see the logo here and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Chris. Just beyond the 90, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, YouTube as well. Brilliant, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. And Jack, the same with you. How can people find you? Uh, people can find me at the Final Whistle on YouTube. We do everything to do with Leicester City. We're a football con content creator channel. Um Go follow us Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you find us at the final whistle. Please go give us a follow. Subscribe to the channel and you won't be not entertained. So, yeah, please <laughs> go and follow us. <laughs> you cannot. The three crazy guys. They're like three wise monkeys. They're no evil. See no evil. Speak no evil. <laughs> Maybe not wise is the wrong word. Guys, have a great new year. Cheers. Um, fingers crossed. We're just not. It's not like the Custer's last stand on Friday and that we can at least who remembers this time last season we were walking off the pitch with Brendan Rodgers blowing smoke up uh, Hamza Chowdhury's backside for playing so well and a few months later he was away at Watford but hey that's football for you it's <laughs> just the same lot, thing but Siunchu this time <laughs> sorry it's just the same thing, but see you this year. Yes, probably. Probably. We'll just take your pick. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good new year. Take care. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, guys. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers, Chris. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, thanks to Anil and thanks to Jack there for joining us. Uh, just a couple of points to um, to end on here. Um, Brian Langston, who does my match reports on um, Leicester Till I Die on the website, which of course we are on uh, at uh, all the W's at Leicester Till I Die dot com. Um, you, he's, his report, he ended with these words I'm hoping this was a one off and the manager sorts out the rubbish I saw against the Geordies. Um, and then you've got Craig, who, as you all know, uh, is a co host with me on here. But a special co-host, let's not go that far. Uh, that's Ant on, uh, on Beyond the 90. Uh, he was at the match and he said, don't get me wrong, we weren't good, but then I won't have a knee-jerk reaction after one dodgy performance. After the last half a dozen we put in, um, if there had been no World Cup and that performance came the week after the away win at West Ham with no Madison, then I don't think the reaction would have been as extreme as it has been. Uh, we were bad, they were good, don't expect much away at Liverpool. 
But if we if we're as bad against Fulham on the next home game, then there's more cause for concern. Um, indeed, indeed, there there will be. Like you say, let, let's not let's not knee jerk reaction. But uh, it was just you accept a certain performance. Uh, and Julian Watts, like I say, the ex Leicester player who was on the, the the show earlier, which is it is on the um, the YouTube site. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go and check it out. But he went along with his 15-year-old son and he plays football for his, his, his you know, under-16 side. And he sat there with his dad and went, looked at Leicester and went, Dad, are these Premier League players? I don't mind us losing. And I've said this numerous times, how often under Pearson, when we had that great escape year, we were losing games, but we were fighting. And you don't mind if you go out. We could not have passed wind against Newcastle United. I actually put a tweet out in the middle of that game saying, just a note to the Leicester players, we're playing in blue. That's who you should be trying to pass the um, the ball to. i tell you what, the problem we've got is with so many injuries, and then you've got a question, we've got this fantastic new training facility, but we seem to be getting all these injuries all the time. What's going on? Um, we need... We need to do something. We haven't got the players to bring in to cover those that we're leaving out if we have to leave them out. Um, is it a case of no Tielemans, no Leicester, no Madison at no Leicester? It's a bit frightening because they could both be going in this January window, which we are about three days off hitting. Honestly, you know what it's going to be like come the January transfer window? We are going to be sat there going, yeah, we're going to have a five-a-side game left of this. But we are going to be back. And what is coming up after this show? Let me tell Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Nine o'clock tomorrow. It is the Leicester Liverpool preview show. Um, I'll be doing it with Doug from the Dugout TV channel, and we're doing a joint presentation so you can watch us on both channels. If you are new to the channel, to this channel, please give us a subscribe. Uh, you've been really good to me over Christmas at, at, with the subscribe, and it does help. Smash the like button. That's free. That doesn't commit you to anything at all. What that does is gets the channel out into places it wouldn't normally be out in. Hey, we've got this in a few days as well. This is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Happy New Year. Indeed. If I don't see you before, have a good one. But we're going to be back at 9 o'clock on uh, tomorrow for the Liverpool preview. And we're going to be back at 7.30 on Friday for the live watch-along. Thanks to all my guests today. And thanks to Julian Watts for the show earlier. Take care, guys. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for watching. And thanks to everybody who was commenting. I will see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Good night now. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's all, folks.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.